last couple of weeks, we saw a gag order expiring, a Biden-Putin talk, and a possible 2023 return to Facebook by Trump. You're listening to Politics Politics, and this is the week of 6 13 2021. Hello, everyone. I am indeed back. I was procrastinating a lot for about three weeks, but uh, finally, I snapped out of it. I'm back, and I am here with a brand new episode, so let us begin. So the Department of Justice has been secretly putting companies under gag orders in order to get private emails, text messages, and other information about representatives, senators, members of the press, and even family members who they believe were involved in leaks of information about Russia and the 2016 election. Now, this goes back to the days when Jeff Sessions was an attorney general, it wasn't Bill Barr, and basically what was happening was that there were these leaks that was going on, and the media, they were getting information about Russia and the 2016 election, and this information, it was classified. Classified information being leaked to the public is a pretty big deal, regardless of what it was about, and Trump, he was not happy about this, as is expected, and he was being very public about this. He wanted the leaks to be investigated. And Jeff Sessions, who was the attorney general at that time, he had a pretty bad relationship with the president. He would actually later be forced to resign over the same Russia issue. And he felt that if he investigated this matter, he, he may get on the good side of the president, you know? But if he was still attorney general today, he would know that all he would have to do is publicly say that the election was rigged and he would be on the good side automatically. But either way, he started this investigation, and that is pretty much all we know about Trump motivating this investigation. For now, we're just going to have to say that it was the DOG that did this. We can't, like, say, oh, yeah, you know, Trump was getting doing this for political dirt or anything because as far as we know... It's the DOG, but as investigations come out, maybe we'll find if Trump really went in more and he influenced it, because it certainly seems like something he would do. And for many years, he's been saying publicly that he wanted to go after Adam Schiff, you know? <laughs> so so this, this isn't something that's not expected from him. But as I said, investigations will come out. Until then, this is, this is just an assumption. All right. And so... Gag orders were put on Apple in order to get private phone records from two congressmen and their staff, Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell. And Apple, they weren't allowed to know who these accounts were for. They couldn't, like, go in and see who these accounts were for. They were just two regular, no, multiple regular accounts, as they um, could see. And they couldn't notify these accounts like they usually do because they were put on a gag order. They weren't allowed to tell anyone about this. So as soon as the gag order expired, they figured out who these accounts were for and they notified them that their information was given to the Department of Justice and they reassured them that no pictures were given. Now, Microsoft, they also went through the same experience as did Google, but for Google, it was a bit different. When the DOG asked Google for private email records, the accounts they were asking for were paid accounts used by the New York Times. So Google actually knew who the accounts belonged to because they were paid accounts. They could look into the records. And um, 
they resisted and they took this to court. And going on the line of journalists, a CNN reporter named Barbara Starr was on the list of journalists whose email records was needed. But CNN, they managed to take this to court and they drew up the court battle long enough till Trump's term actually ended and the whole case was dropped. Now, this entire investigation by the DOJ, it ended in a dead end. No one was convicted of anything. It was pretty much useless from the beginning. There simply wasn't enough evidence. And now the House Intelligence Committee is investigating this matter as an abuse of power because, as I said near the beginning, it does seem like Trump was doing this for political dirt on his opponents or just for more information on his political opponents. The House Intelligence Committee, well, the Democrat side of it, the Republicans are a bit more hesitant. They want Bill Barr and Jeff Sessions to testify, and if they don't, they'll get a subpoena, which will pretty much make them spill the beans anyways. But for that, they need one Republican on board. I'm pretty sure at least one Republican will agree. I mean, common sense wins over eventually. So my final thoughts on this are why the GOP being so secretive if they really thought that what they were doing was right? And why did they go so far as to investigate family members? You know, it really seems like how secretively they were doing this and the amount of people that they got subpoenas for and the amount of the big companies they put gag orders on. It does seem like Trump was just doing it to get information on political opponents. But I can't say so far. I, I mean, I just recorded the podcast. We're just we're going to have to see the results of the investigation as soon as it comes out. For many, many years now, there has been this sort of tension between the U.S. and Russia, ignoring the Trump years, of course. And it started with the Cold War. We had a space race. There's the problem of Russia invading parts of Ukraine. Now, cyber attacks. Cyber attacks on the U.S. election system, cyber attacks on oil pipeline companies, as well as meat companies. Cyber attacks to remove power from cities, cyber attacks revealing politicians' private emails, all of this. Now, we've talked before on the issue of Russia attempting to influence the U.S. elections in Trump's favor. We've also talked about the issue of where Russia was moving troops to the Russia-Ukraine border and how that was putting countries on edge. There's also the issue of human rights in Russia as where um, Putin, <laughs> it's Russia's dictator, he jailed Alex Navalny, a political opponent of his, and all he did was speak out. So we have these many issues and the current relationship between the U.S. and Russia is is pretty drastic. It's not good. But there was a good chance for both Biden and Putin to meet both leaders of those countries. And so it was after the G7, which is just the meeting between China, Canada, the USA, Japan, Germany, France, and UK, plus Italy. And it's where they talk about world issues. They're considered the world's seventh, seven most advanced economies. And so Putin and Biden, they had arranged this meeting that was to be taken place in Geneva, Switzerland. And this was also happening while people were attending the Summit for Human Rights and Democracy, which was also in Geneva. And so this was the first time as president, Biden got to have a meeting with Putin in flight. The meeting was behind closed doors, so pretty much all we know is how the two leaders recounted their talks. The talks were scheduled to be about five hours long, but stopped at two hours because, as Biden described it, they looked at each other and said, what's next? So Biden talked about the three main issues he had with Russia, cyber attacks, human rights, 
and Ukraine. And for human rights in Ukraine, Putin basically just downplayed the entire issue, not changing his position on it either. And for cybersecurity, Biden warned Putin of consequences and gave him a a list of 16 off-zone areas to cyber attack. It's not cyber attacks just on politicians. There was actually recently a cyber attack on America's biggest oil pipeline company, and it affected the distribution of oil to areas of the country. And as the world becomes more reliant on technology, society will become much more vulnerable to cyber attacks. You know, armies won't even have to cut off supplies to countries physically. It can just be done with a cyber attack. Either way, one thing that both sides agreed on was on letting their ambassadors return to their countries, so the U.S. ambassador to Russia will finally be able to return to the U.S., as will the Russian ambassador to the USA. And all in all, the talks, they went just as expected. It wasn't like they were going to become best friends or anything. It was just something for Biden to have a better understanding of Putin as a person. So that was pretty much it for this week. So, no, for these last three weeks. Hopefully I won't get used to saying that. And so, yeah, for the two weekly roundups that I have, we have a special election in New Mexico. So, yes, indeed, there was another special election. And this time, as I said before, it was in New Mexico. This election was for former Representative Deb Holland's seat, and she is now the U.S. Secretary of Interior. And this this race was against Democrat Melanie Stansberry. She's a scientist and a state house representative. And Mark Moores state senator, and a former college football player. Now, all in all, Stansberry won by a total of around 15%, and it was a seat that the Democrats were expected to win. But it was a much-needed seat, as where the midterms are coming up, and the Democrats need as many seats as they can before (laughs) the midterms come. Because in the midterms, the Sting party, the party in control, you know, the one that the president's part of, they usually lose a lot of seats. Next, last week we talked about how Facebook had gone through this review and they decided to keep their decision of suspending Trump from their platform. Now this week, the company, not the advisory board, it was the company that had made the decision to keep Trump off the platform till 2023. Now that will keep him off during the 2022 midterms, which will be useful if the Democrats want to keep their majority, but it may possibly allow Trump back in before 2024. It's not actually guaranteed he'll come in 2023, they'll evaluate the situation, but that's like the earliest he can come back on. Some supporters are angry, like, why are you keeping him off this long? He didn't even do anything. Some people, (laughs) other people are angry because it's not long enough, you know, so mixed emotions. But if he comes back in before 2024, it would allow him to communicate with his supporters again, and it would boost his campaign a ton. But Facebook is a private company, so what they decide, you can't really argue with it, is their rules. Plus, the fact that they suspended Trump from the platform, it it lost many of their... um, members of the platform and they lost a whole lot of money so of course they want to get him back on but either way that was pretty much it for this week if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to join our mailing list all you need to do is send an email to politics 2020 at gmail.com also feel free to rate us on apple podcast and share this podcast with your friends family anyone 
who you feel like should listen to it or who you feel like will enjoy it because it is a pretty epic podcast. You were listening to Politics Politics, and this was the week of 6-13-2021. <laughs>